Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The seminal headlines beginning right now. Voice guy just told you that. Always great to be with you. Ira here in studio. Corey is off in Atlanta on his way up to Louisville eventually, but we're all together with you now, and thanks for Joining as always, we want to begin by saying thanks to Register Sausage. Man, we keep winning. Everybody's going to have free sausage, guys. This is getting silly. Um, every weekend, perhaps another bonus sort of deal there. Yay, sausage! You putting Ben on the spot? I am a little bit, man. I think he likes it. I think he, you know, he knows we've probably made him a multimillionaire at this point. He probably feels a little guilty. Maybe, maybe some extra money coming our way at the end of the year. <laughs> and he's I a- felt like uh, Jimbo would have been a good discount code. <laughs> This week to give away maybe ten or twelve packs of free sauce. Oh, we'll get to him in a moment. If uh, yeah, if you are following us on Twitter, you might have seen some of the shenanigans. A uh, uh, an FSU fan who took part in the last promo code, the blocked promo code, mm-hmm. and got five pounds of free sausage and uh, put together a pretty cool video montage. It was awesome. It was a, I think it was yeah. a tribute to Tom Lang as well. And uh, anyway, that was really <laughs> cool and uh, cool of Ben to do the promo codes. And uh, if you want your registered sausage and you don't want to wait for the promo. Although I'm sure there'll be another one this week. We hope. We hope. Go to uh, any of your local grocery stores if you're in the southeast. If you're outside of the area, uh, registermeats.com. They will deliver it to you. It'll come in a cooler like you could see in that video, which we retweeted. Yeah. And uh, register sausage, man. All the great quality stuff. We just got some andouille at the house the other night because Kim's going to make some of her uh, jambalaya. For Friday night's game? Ooh, that's Ooh, a maybe. Maybe a little maybe. Friday night action. Corey, sure you'll you. be there at that game. Uh, Ira and I will be back here working uh, with T. Lizzie for in-game stuff. I'll be doing the pregame show with him as well. Post-game, Tom and Gene will get together. Uh, but but maybe for those back in tally, we could just do a big jambalaya type thing. I like it. Let's I don't want to put all the pressure on Kim to step up big and all of us got to eat jambalaya. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe throw it out there. But, you know, just a thought. Just, just kick it around to begin the day. Uh, and, yes, our thanks to Register Saw. All right, here we go. It's a big week for Florida State. Corey, I'm going to begin with you. We got to kind of, the show's a little more segmented when you're not here. It's okay. It's okay. I just want you to know when to talk because otherwise okay, you should be great. blabbering on, talking over us, and all that nonsense. Sure. I'll try. I'll try to keep it together. You got your own cough button, though. That's nice. Yeah. Man, I love, this is the best part about it. I got my own mute button, boys. <laughs> and all the listeners, they're going to want this. They're going to want me not in studio because I got my own cough button now. Well, and I've got a button here that just shuts you up permanent like that. Go ahead, try to talk. Yeah, there's nothing, is there? No, there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> what, so were, we have all what, were you, what were you mouthing there, Corey? 
<laughs> I said Corey Clark talking. Yeah. Corey Clark talking. That's the go-to. So yeah. uh, what's the gut feel? I mean, uh, you feel pretty good right now, buddy? I, I Look, man, I wasn't overly impressed uh, with Louisville. I, I thought they played well in the second half defensively, but how much of that was just UCF's quarterback is god-awful? Yes, like, he is. You know, he's, he's really bad, I thought. Uh, uh, maybe he'll end up being good, but he hadn't played the position in two or three years, and it showed. And they were just like, we're bringing seven guys on every play. We're not going to let you beat us running. Try to beat us through the air, and that guy couldn't do it. And I think Florida State has the ability to do it. Their receiver's got to go make plays, and Jordan's going to have to have another good game. But if he plays like he played against LSU, I don't see why they can't score 30-plus points. And if you score 30-plus points, you should win the game. Yeah, the understatement is that uh, UCF's quarterback is lacking uh, to say the least, uh, yeah. yeah, that that is that is a a problem for them, and I, you know, I that's one of the reasons I picked Louisville. You're right, they didn't look good, but one thing is that second half is what I fear, which is when they wake up long enough to remember that they got a quarterback that can kill you with his feet, and they ought to let him. It almost felt like it kind of felt like remember back in the Chris Ricks era where you know you knew what he could do as a freshman athletically. And then they kept trying to make him a pocket passer, and it just there were so many other things going wrong at that time. But it seemed it seemed like early on they were trying to prove Malik could do it as a passer, and I just think it's got to come off of the. His, I hope what they he does. keep trying. I think they should go one more week's that's, worth yeah. of efforts to pocket pass with that, Malik Cunningham. That, that's the concern is that they have figured it out and, and realized you know what that's not going to work. I I just wonder how we're I don't know seven minutes into the show and we haven't brought up Jimbo yet. Well, brought up Jimbo he brought already, up Jimbo pretty did quick. But, oh, yeah, you did, you did. I'll tell you why. Let me just do this. Now, I like it, and it's you're, funny. You're, you're trying to, you're going to try to be an adult here? No, 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 no. I can get down in the muck with the best of them, and that's fine. We can engage in schadenfreude anytime you want. We got a 2-0 and team here, boys, on the verge yeah, of taking fair. it down the road with an opportunity to get to 3-0. and It's about us. It's not about them. But that was, that I, was it's a, about us, that's baby. That's a mature approach, Jeff. That's a really <laughs> mature approach. You're starting to grow up. I like what's going on here. It t- I had to hit 50. No, I had to get there. No, it's fair. <laughs> if, if this was a 0-2 and two or a 1-1. Right. One we we would have led the show right. with Texas yeah. A&M's uh, folly. That's fair. We had done an emergency headline on Sunday. <laughs> I did. I was telling Tom this morning at practice, uh, which you guys couldn't be at. I know you no. guys are busy. Yeah, Corey's busy in Atlanta. Time. Jeff's got a lot of life things going on. I understand. Going, yeah. It's fine. But um, you know the guy that does the uh, the voices, the the Saban impersonator? Yeah, and yeah, all? yeah. I want to see him do one where he pretends to be Jimbo in like 2038. And he's sitting there and he's got the, the you know, he's even grayer, well, whatever hair's left. Whatever he's, hair's got, left. he's got grayer, grayer extensions, whatever he's got going on there. <laughs> And he's answering questions about giving up play calling. And he's like, you know what? I mean, it's something I'm, I would I'm, consider. It's something I'm thinking about. <laughs> if there was anybody on earth better than me, I would consider it. But so far, I haven't found one. So, by the way, since since you did it, Ira, I will say we've seen the playbook. Oh, man. So the folks at A&M, as much as they may want to point fingers and say, you guys wouldn't give our guy what he needed, and you guys, he lives rent-free in your head and all of that, they're now looking to Tallahassee like, I think they've seen this act before. I think they've heard players question whether there was buy-in before. I think they've heard the head coach say that maybe he'd think about passing off play-calling duties if the situation were right before. Maybe we can learn something from history. Maybe they're going to start looking this way because right now it's verbatim. It's word for word in, in the wake of the loss to Appalachian State. He's talked about possibly giving up play calling. He's talked about the program needing to come together, looking inward, 
there's still a great season to be saved here, and there's plenty of talk uh, about you know uh, his quarterback. This we we've, we've seen this in non-Jameis years, almost every non-Jameis year. Well, it doesn't help when you run 38 plays from scrimmage. Well, we've seen that too. That's crazy. I mean, you would think in 2022, as competitive as that guy is, he would understand. Okay, when I've got better players. The more plays that are played in this football game, the better it is for my team because my team is vastly superior to the team I'm playing. But he kind of keeps every game close because the way he calls an offense. Every ga- every ball is snapped with four on the clock. They're all like NFL games. Um, you just, man, if you got into a hurry up with those athletes and that team and he's got a good defense, you know, you're going to wear teams down. by the. But, uh, of course, App State was was feisty and fresh in the fourth quarter. They had been on the field for 35 plays. You know, it's just crazy to do is the favorite. But, but th- those questions did here. Those questions were asked here. Yeah, they were right, asked and here. And this is the, yeah, this is the last thing. I'll, uh, you know, my last thing on it because we do have an important game to talk about. It is a big game. I actually believe to talk that. About. Yeah. But um, you know, I just in Miami game that is a big one. We're on Saturday night. You're looking now at. We started doing the the discussion back in 2015 about what's the record without Jameis. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean. Tom look, and man, I got in arguments about the, this. The record, <laughs> the record without Jameis at Florida State is about 70% wins, 71% wins. His record at A&M is about 70% wins, 70%. What skews everything is those two years with Jameis. Yeah. And, those were the outliers, turns out. And, and the further you get away from it. Yes. The further, I mean, it's just, it, it, it might have been unfair maybe. to some, some people, 2015, you could say, man, that's not fair. Well, because he recruited but those kids. So that's eight yeah. years later. I know, man. Well, I, I remember at the time, Corey and I get into a heated debate about this where we're yelling at each other about 10 wins and nine wins and all that other stuff with Jimbo. We were having fun with it back and forth. But my point was that, man, every day removed we get from Jameis leading this offense, the more ordinary he looks. And certainly if you're A&M, you think that right about now. Like, what are we doing around here? Year five, my man, losing at home to App State? That ain't it. So... We'll see. I, I have a suspicion that next year is going to be a real good year for them. They have too much talent to fail. He is still an elite recruiter. So at some point, maybe they cash all that in. In the interim, circling back to – Doesn't it reinforce just how unbelievable Jameis Winston was oh, as a yeah. college quarterback? Yeah. Well, yeah, fourth crazy. quarter against your Falcons this past weekend reinforced that too. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was I good mean, stuff. he was unconscious. Just boom, 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 boom. I'm like, man, Corey has seen this. He has seen know, this before. Uh, I, I'm starting to think that maybe Mariota isn't the answer, gang. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought replacing Matt Ryan with Mariota would get stuff done. And he looked pretty good for the three It is funny guy. because, like, the first two quarters of that game, you know, he was yeah. looking pretty good. Yeah, he was looking all right. And it reminded me of the yeah. Plumley kid for UCF. Like, yeah. early on, the first couple drives, you're like, you're like oh, this, this guy. He's figured it out. The announcers are like, why wasn't Ole Miss playing him? This guy's a phenom. And then 10 minutes later. Yeah, you're like, no, no, this ain't it. If Florida State can get this win, guys, it opens up a bunch of possibilities, including an opportunity to be pay, playing a game against two ranked teams at Doe Campbell after the BC game, which would be Wake Forest coming in here. Uh, I, I really am excited about this game for what it means to the program and also what it would signify from a maturity standpoint. I think Florida State, we've watched Florida State play. We've been at all the practices, and we've now seen Louisville play this version of Louisville a couple times this year. I think it's fair to say the three of us believe Florida State is the better-looking football team going into this game. Yes. It doesn't mean they can't lose the game, of course. It just it means that they, they have every reason in the world and have the ability to win this football game. There have been times the last couple of years where we looked out on that field and you said, with that offensive line, I don't know that they can win. But you can't say that going into this game this weekend. 
So it's a big game for Mike. It's a big game for Adam, who I think is going to be under pressure here because Malik is probably going to be let loose to run. Um, it's a big game for Florida State. Go win a game like this and further cement your confidence moving forward. This is a very imminently winnable game, as I like to say. Because you're, you're, if you win it, you're 3-0, and two games on national television when you were the only game anybody was watching, and you've got a very, very beatable Boston College team coming up uh, the next week um, on a Saturday night where all of a sudden you're looking, you, you know, you could be staring down a 4-0 and record going into a game, like you said, where it would be two ranked teams. Yeah. When was the last time two ranked teams played in this stadium? That would probably be a primetime game for Florida State against Wake Forest in some capacity. I mean, this, people are going to want to see that game. It'll be two top 25 teams. The yeah. energy at that stadium. And think about how attendance has lacked over the last number of years. They've been killed at the gate, merchandise, everything else. Here, it's right here. It's right here. And I, I don't want to put too much pressure on the team, but if they're 4 0 going into that Wake game, they might bring down that Packer, the new, uh, the new Packer show on the ACC network. There you go. Whatever that thing is called. ACC PM or whatever it is, they might be it's broadcasting a, live on Friday. That thing's a barn burner. I, I haven't yeah. seen it. I, oh. I, I've not caught it yet. It's yeah. impressive. It, really, the, the studio is impressive. It's yeah. three people s- sitting around a card table. Um, it's uh, it's just it's very, something. Very, very close they, together. A very small card table. Not a card table you might be picturing in your head. It's a it's like a pop-up card table that you keep in the garage. It's an intimate gathering for a yes. talk show. Okay. But, uh, I haven't seen it. AC Network's taking the new heights. Yeah. But, no, to your point, man, we actually uh, – we've got a, a colleague, a former colleague who works for Fanatics. Mm. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, the, the NIL jerseys just went on sale for, like, 20 schools, and Florida State was one of them. And uh, apparently sales are brisk of the Florida State jerseys. Yeah. And Garnet and Gold, I know they're having – Issues with keeping things in supply. That's what I'm talking about, these baby. New, these new white helmets because of the, the what they're wearing Friday night. I mean, Florida State fans are uh, all in with this football team right now, which is cool, man. It's been a long time. I talk to, we all do, and we have a lot of great sponsors on this show, and some of them are owners of businesses, restaurants, you name it, right? And then I've done the JCS the same over the years. This town is much better off financially. Uh, obviously, that's true just economically across the board. If, if Florida A&M and Florida State and uh, Tallahassee Community College is doing well, right, we know that. If those things happen, that's a, that's a good deal. If you can create sort of this, this belief again that Florida State is on the uptick and they need our support and some of these 50-50 games are going to be playing in Tallahassee are worthwhile getting the family loaded up in Orlando and Miami and Tampa and Jacksonville and coming on over here to support a team now that shows you they're moving in the right direction. I mean, that's what these games represent. We can't kid ourselves. I mean, it's a big deal to the program to win a football game and for Mike Norvell and his job status and all those things, but it's really big for the community here too. So there are a lot of people going to be watching with keen interest on Friday to see can we exhale? Can we say, okay, you know what? They've passed the early test. Let's see what this is now. This could be exciting. Right. Well, think about if they win Friday night. It's an if. But if they do win Friday night, the crowd for Boston College will be a legit crowd because people want to see this Florida State football team. They want to see them play. It's for, yeah. for a while, it's been like maybe you get a crowd because, you know, Trevor Lawrence is in town, or maybe yeah, you get a crowd, yeah. you know, whatever. That's like, heartbreaking, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it is, <laughs> it is. Or, I mean, you see the Florida fans packing part of the stadium mm. when they were good. Yeah. I mean, it's it it will be those two games. That's why, again, this game is so big because of what it sets up. You'll have a great environment, I think, especially the Wake Forest game. I mean, that would be a great huge, environment. Huge. BC2, 8 o'clock. You, yeah. you don't, now, obviously, Wake Forest is going to bring eight to 10,000 like they always do. Or fan base. 500. They, just, they travel well. They travel really well. But I would think if you're 4-0, and again, they're not even 3-0 and yet. But if they're 4-0, even really 3-1, and 
if if they lose Louisville and then beat Boston College, you know, they're going to be three and one, still on the fringe of being ranked, not ranked. But if they beat Wake Forest to go to four and one, they will be ranked. And it's a it's another big game in this. It's another big game for Mike Norvell. I think four and one after five games uh, would be. As well as most of us could have ever really predicted. Yeah, but let's. I want to start and hyper focus on this. I, the off season's the time for us to project a four and one start or a seven and three start or whatever the hell we want. You got a game right now that is imminently winnable. We've watched this Louisville team. Let's not pretend that they're out there kicking ass. They looked They've awful. Three touchdowns. They've, They've looked three awful. Touchdowns in two Let's games. Just say it. They've looked awful. They will look better than they of have. Of course they will. Because they're of getting the good play home. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is a rare game where. And this is a rare place now for Florida State where there's a little pressure. You don't, and you don't go into games thinking, man, you've got to play above your head. Right. Or everything has to go right. Or, or if help. this happens, right. if, if this, you know, this situation happens, you've got a chance. That's not the case. If you come out and play better, if you play your game, they'll win. They're going to win. They'll it doesn't win. really matter what Louisville does. And that's a different place than where we, it's a different discussion than what we've had the last several years. Yeah. And I don't want to skirt that pressure. I don't want, I mean, I'm not playing in the game. I'm not coaching the game, but what I'm saying you're is you're not I, afraid of that pressure. I'm not afraid of that pressure. I'll be here on Monday talking about that game regardless. <laughs> but, yep. but what I'm saying is they, they ought not be nervous about this. This is what you fight to get to a point where there are expectations, where you're expected to go out and be good. I mean, that's your goal is to be good. You know, now you're moving to a place where maybe we're starting to think it's possible, where maybe you are, maybe you are. But good teams win this game. Good teams win this game Friday. Average-ass teams drop this one, and you're just like, okay, well, they're not good, they're average. And that's disappointing because there's a chance and a doubt. What, what did this weekend tell us? Corey, you wrote about it on Warchant.com. The top 25 is just a whole bunch of, I don't know, right? There's probably two or three real good teams in the country and a whole bunch of anybody could get beat on a Saturday. So take advantage of it. The league doesn't look like it's elite right. this year. You know what? Put yourself in a position where Clemson comes to town and you get it to a fourth quarter with an awful lot on the line. I mean, but you can't do that if you go and lose this Friday. You can't do that. People are not going to believe in you in any way if you go out there and lose to what has looked like a pretty damn average Louisville team up to this point. What's funny is, not funny, but interesting, is several people we spoke to leading up to the LSU game, fan, uh, you know, fans, boosters who have access to the program, parents, family members, everything everybody said was, man, this team seems so hungry and focused. Like in the days up to the LSU game, hungry, focused, and confident but not overconfident. Everybody kept saying about yeah. it. They could just sense it from the players that they were around, and you saw it play out. I thought Florida State looked like the hungrier, more confident, more physical team in that game. Can they carry that over two weeks later against Louisville? That's a different. It's just a different dynamic than LSU. LSU had a bigger name, even though yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. they haven't been a good program. They weren't that far removed from a national so championship, can you, though. Can, yeah. you, can you carry that from week to week? I think that's the big question. It would be really disappointing. Louisville has essentially waxed this team two years in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really disappointing if they came into this game overconfident or not taking Louis- – literally, Louisville has scored 31 points in the first half of each of the last two games against Correct. Florida State. Correct. So if you show up thinking, well, we just beat LSU, what is th- this isn't a challenge, that would be really, really disappointing, and I'd be stunned by that. There's I, no I would way be too. coming to this game overconfident. No, they ought to be – I mean, in my mind, this is a game where you're hunting for revenge. I mean, you have yeah. had it handed to you in embarrassing fashion at times. I know there was the moral victory of the second half of last year's game, but you still lost the game, and it's because you gave up a million points in the first half and couldn't cover me. So that has to stop. Like, I would be wanting to send a message that this, this stops now. 
you're back to your bitch status, Louisville. We're not doing this. This is not who you – no, know. we're back to being, at the very least, the second-best team in the Atlantic. Let me do this real quick before we go to break. We had a lot of nice people contributing to the start of the show here today. Z-Chan, as always, man, you're the best. Appreciate you. Uh, Over-under, JT13 throws for 200. Malik runs for 100. And Fitzpatrick kicks one-and-a-half kickoffs out of bounds. <laughs> I'm going to go under on, on Fitzgerald. I think he, fewer than one and a half on the yeah. kickoffs out of bounds. I'm with you. Malik is going to run for more than 100. I'm going to say under. No. I'm going to say under, too. I'm going to say over. Uh, and JT will throw for more than 200. I'm going to say over. I'll say over, over on that. Yeah, yeah. over on that. Great uh, question, Chan. You're the best, buddy. Eric writes, I'm looking forward to Friday night as I'll be watching from the CP. Go Knowles and Warchant. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. As Thank always, you, Eric. Marcus writes. to be. We have prevented points on special teams at this point. Will we score points on special teams this year? If so, over, under, on uh, touchdown. Love you all. Go Knowles. Thanks, Marcus. I would argue that, yeah, we prevented points with that blocked uh, field goal and extra point. But, man, uh, two kickoffs out of bounds to start the game, and the, that one of them turned into points right off the bat. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that we prevented that many points yet, uh, if you factor in the first game as well. Would you count like maybe muff like they should have <laughs> two muff punts inside the ten and you? Well, we got zero points out of those. Point, a zero point. That's not that's not this, that's not Papuchis' fault. No, he's like guys. What do you, I guess we got to score? You guys can't punch it in from the four. Uh, Marcus says he'll donate another five dollars if I never wear a shirt with Miami on it for the show. This is Agree, Marcus. this is Miami FC, Marcus. This Doesn't is, matter. This that's is okay. Soccer. This is soccer here, baby. I thought you stand against everything for Miami. No, I did too. no, I don't. No, just the Hurricanes, who I can't stand. But you mock my, the, the city of Miami. I mock Miami because you're my friend, and that's my <laughs> job to mock the seedier aspects and the criminality of Miami. Well, All right, and I mock right. Tampa for the same reasons. Sure. Everybody gets their panties in a wad about their hometowns being made fun of. Everybody better settle the hell down. I made fun of little country towns and people flipped out on the boards. Get it together. <laughs> You're not responsible for your hometown. Just because <laughs> there's sorry Atlanta, aspects though. of your hometown, that, what are you going to do? Everybody's got some sorry parts of their hometown, including that criminal-ridden <laughs> Miami neighborhood you grew up in, Ira. I, I will say this. <laughs> this morning, during special teams, Jeff, yeah. Mike Norvell seemed real excited about the return game. I'm just saying, he saw something. <laughs> Okay. He, he got a little fired up, Corey. Oh. He got, you can tell he got a little fired up about something yeah. he saw in the return game. So maybe this is the week. I'm just surprised Corey could get to the house with all that traffic in Atlanta to do the show today. So just, I'm just uh, saying. I just, I just walked down from my upstairs bedroom, buddy. <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors. But right now, we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer. And we're going to enjoy the patio. And we're going to celebrate the return of football. Yeah. Sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes. And you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken, the almost on shrimp, set. and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. You're Their chicken sandwich is on point. Like, it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. It's the 38 thing, it's called. 38 right? chicken it's sandwich. Yeah, it's delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun, what is it, sunset, sunrise shrimp. It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. That's what I was going to say. It's really that's, good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, great people. We sit on the patio. It's mm-hmm. going to be that type Soon of weather be during beautiful. football season. 
We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We yeah. have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. The draw. That Let's is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch, mm-hmm. but you got the NFL season coming right around the corner. It's going to be. By you're listening to this, it might have already started. Go there for brunch, and then you got your direct TV. You can watch your NFL teams while you're eating your eggs. Ira, where is Horizons? It's up on Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road at the intersection of Bannerman back there in that plaza. You know who's, what favorite restaurant Santa Claus's favorite restaurant is? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Almost got him. Almost got him. Ho, 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 Horizons. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. I was just talking with Ira during the break, Corey, about something, another aspect of this game, and I will be intrigued to see it because football is a game where you can exact retribution, and it's been two games in a row with Louisville in which some nonsense has occurred uh, right. that, that crossed the line, in my estimation. Yep. And as somebody who, who played the game and, and, and hit people borderline occasionally, and we all did if you, if you play, in, in an effort to intimidate, you know what there's a the line. the dirtiest thing you ever did on a football field? I always – no, if, if, if somebody was laid out, I was trying to break ribs if there was an opportunity to. And, and uh, I, I, a couple of spider bites in the pile, stuff like that, on, a le- on the inside <laughs> of a leg. Hoping that they let go of the ball, but for right. the for the most part, nothing too terrible. But I, I would just say that, uh, you know, look, I mean, you, you people know the line, and last year that was awful what happened with Dennis, and and it, I'm still pissed about it, and I don't know if behind the scenes Mike Norvell and staff were able to, you know, whatever that would do, send a letter, perhaps uh, conduct a phone call to to Mr. Satterfield and ask questions about it because that was as dirty as it gets. Yeah. And and it ruined the season for the kid. You know, I mean, what are we doing here? Could have ruined his career. I, I I can't be heard publicly stating that we ought to go after knees. Just things happen in football games, man. No, they, but it should. <laughs> it, there should be a certain amount of physicality in the should game. Should be a level of nastiness. Right. Should be a level of nastiness in this game. I would like to see that asserted very early in the game, um, because I think, and I'll just say this: that you're going to see the reason I took the over on Malik Cunningham running. It's their best chance to win if they're Louisville. Florida State's going to be in man because we run zone terribly, and he's going to take off. And that means you're going to get opportunities to hit him a lot. And I'm just saying, you got to take those opportunities. That's all. Not at their knees. You're not I'm just, well, whatever you got to do to get a guy on the ground in the open field if he's an athlete, I'm, that, that's, you can dive at knees there. That's different. I'm taking anything near the sideline if he's not out of bounds. Oh, Jarring will take care of that. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean you don't even have to say the word. You're going to send him to the crowd. Just, um, <laughs> I mean, if, if if I see a neck snap back and a chin strap come unbuckled or whatever, and that happens to elicit a 15-yard penalty for a player that's not a great starter to begin with or a backup like Jarring, you know, hey, hey. I, I will say this, man. From this morning in practice, Mike Norvell was uh, demanding uh, and animated early on. The very first period, I guess he, there was something he wasn't thrilled with, and he let the team know about it. And you could see almost instantly he ratcheted it up, and the team responded. Good. And I thought today was – yesterday was fine, but I thought today there was a little bit more aggression and um, intensity at this practice. I thought it was it was a good sign to me um, because you do – that's a part of it, man. You got to, man. This is – I mean, Louisville has embarrassed us way right. too many times, and – you know, even at the end of Jimbo's thing there, I mean, we we kind of predicted that was going to happen, that situation with Lamar that year. But, I mean, I, 
I'm tired of Louisville, and I'm just a fan. Come on now, guys. Have some pride out here. This you got a chance to step on their neck. They're, they don't look very good. I don't think they love their coach. They're lacking in a lot of areas. Let's go. Win the game. And you got a bunch well, of Louis, former Louisville players on the roster. Yeah. Jordan started right. his career there. Jared Jackson, Greedy Vance. Um so yeah, man, there's a there's a lot. There's a there should be a lot of emotions in this game. This isn't just playing the next game. After LSU. It's a big game this because big the BC game. game, you can kind of just take care of business. You go out there and execute, you'll win that game. They can't block anybody right now. If you've watched Boston College and they're lost to Rutgers, they're lost to Virginia Tech, they can't block anybody. Florida State's going to win that game. I mean, I'm not trying to be crazy here, but I'm just they're going to win that game. Throw your emotions into this game. Get your revenge. Play on the edge. Play smart, but play on the edge. Well, but you, the, the main thing, man, look, look, I think if you get to 30 points for winning the game, uh, th- that would be very surprising. Louisville scored, what, 27 points in two games? Yeah. So you got to think their ceiling, you would hope, is around maybe 27 points for a game at home. Like, it's easier to run offense at home. Um, there will be, you know, there will be at home. I feel like they'll play better than they've played. But you've got to do a better job containing the quarterback. Like, I, you know, the, the, the last two times he's played them, he's run for about 50 yards. But he's only run like seven times one game, six times another, eight times, something like that, because he hadn't had to. Well, he's had receivers he's just, running free through yeah, the, like the hell in the middle of the field. Yeah. But you can't have Derek McClendon spying Malik Cunningham. You, you've got to figure out a way. You, and this is what you've had. You've had two weeks to prepare for this because they are going to run him a lot. Number one, you got, he's got to feel you when you tackle him because he's not Tim Tebow. He's not 240-pound giant. He will get exhausted. He can't just – a college offense can't just be, hey, great athlete, go run around with the ball and win this game for us. So you've got to you've got to make sure he can't beat you with his legs. And you because they Jane Daniels almost did, and that's that's what's concerning. I think if you're a Florida State fan, is man that that last three quarters, that that was awful defense. The last it, quarter. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, the last three drives is what I meant to say. The last three drives was awful defense, and this is a very similar quarterback to that kid. And are you going to let him just run crazy for you because you don't know how to stop a straight quarterback? I like in the chat, we've got people, Stevens nominating uh, Brennan Gant is, is your guy for this. For that particular <laughs> play. We're taking uh, yeah, the value uh, arrangement. The nomination. Yeah, I like that. Hey, so, but here's the thing, Corey, he could do that. And I think that is the legit fear. I think that there should be a legit fear of that because I, I do believe that Louisville is at a place now where they understand they're not at, they're not elite at receiver. I think the offensive line's okay. It's not great. Uh, the running game's nothing special. Uh, defensive line's not great, so they're going to give up points. They know they're going to give up points to this offense. Uh, they, they're going to have to run him wild. I mean, if they want to win this game, Malik Cunningham has to win the a game for them season. on the ground. It's a long season. I'm just telling just, you. The whole you offense tr- is running the quarterback 20 times. No, they'll try to get better, but I'm saying you're trying to win your home opener. You're trying to yeah. kind of reposition your season, and you know the best way to attack Florida State because they're so often in man is to run your quarterback. He's going to wait for them to turn their backs, and he's going to take off. You watch. And there's a desperation about this situation for them because, I mean, Satterfield has seen his offense the last two weeks. He's seen what this team is. He needs for the locker room yeah. to have a win. So I think they are going to throw everything at well, him. Well, and oh, good I point, real quick. Good, no, good point, though, real quick. Corey, I think Satterfield could see the writing on the wall. He, he will, he damn sure will let this kid yeah. run ragged because if they go one and two, the conversation becomes about his job. 
Yeah, no, I get that they're going to try to do it, and that's a big part of their game. I was just like, you have to defend it better than yes. you did. Yeah, that, that's all. You can't. You've got to have a plan that isn't just. Well, you got to give up something, and he's going to run for 150. He's going to run for no, no. You can't let a kid extend drives on third and eleven because you're spying him with Derek McClendon, or you're playing man, and everybody's run off to the end zone, and nobody's looking at their only true, real threat, which is the kid in his legs. I mean, Cunningham's a fine quarterback. I mean, he's a decent quarterback. He threw for 3,000 yards last year. He's not just his legs, but man, they, their passing game has been a train wreck the first two weeks. Yeah, it has been. And you're right. I mean, he's a good college football player, period. He yeah, just yeah. is. He's a good college football player. I just, I really worry about him more as a runner than a thrower. And if I can keep him in the pocket and make him throw, I think Florida State wins the game. I think the defensive line will have a huge impact here. I don't know if Spencer Gate uh, had a question or not. It's got that little thing underneath it there where sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle, but I don't want to ignore his question given that he's just contributed uh, big time to what we're doing here on Seminole Headlines. Thank you so much, Spencer. Uh, Doff of the cap to you, sir. If there is a question, yeah. we'll find it Thanks, and we'll get it up. But, uh, or if you want to ask one, post one right after that because you are in good standing, good man. Yeah, uh, man. Thank you, Spencer. That that's awesome. Ask a question. Jeff let, will answer anything. Let me, he will let, answer literally anything. One <laughs> thing that bothered me, I was just thinking about Jarvis Brownlee. There's been a lot of chat about Jarvis Brownlee and his role in this former Florida State defensive back who yeah. now starts for Louisville. And look, Jarvis Brownlee was a very popular member of that football team. He was well liked. I mean, he's 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 I a hard him. player. I we like him. I liked him. He's a hard nosed <laughs> player, physical guy, had some unfortunate moments. Yeah, did not always yeah. play great. Not, was great not the best coverage, coverage not corner coverage, in the world. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he was a guy that was very popular on that team. Football player. Something that bothered me last year, one of the biggest things that bothered me last year was when they lost to NC State, I don't know, man, 40, 50 players went and posed for pictures with Corey Durden and uh, the defensive yeah. back, Cyrus um, Fagan, Fagan yeah. who were on the NC State team. When you lost at home, and then you're posing for pictures with your former teammates who are on the team that just beat you. And Corey Durden was a big part of them winning that game. Yeah. That bothered me. To me, it just it speaks to a – I don't know, man. It just speaks to something about your lack of comp- competitiveness to be okay with that. They just beat you on your, your field, and now you're going to – I know he's your guy, but you can call him later. Yeah. You can. To me, a positive sign in this game is – win this game and then if Jarvis wants to pose for pictures yeah that's fine but you can't <laughs> lose to him and pose for pictures with him I was telling you, you know now if we lose fellas they'll be going over take there it to the changing, take it to the locker room no don't, jerseys exchanged out don't, here don't you and I know I mean I sound like old men like yelling at the clouds but don't you, you feel do, like that awesome. says something you're, own, you're owning it but like doesn't that, that doesn't that say something about where you are as a program that you're okay with Hey, I'm with, I'm with you. This is very much the way that you would hear somebody like Jordan or Bird or Magic or Charles Barkley. Old people. All the guys who, who competed at a high level and respected each other, but they damn sure weren't hanging out. And I'll say this. After the games. And I watched. I, when that was going on, on that field, I, I got out the binoculars. Oh, buddy. And I was like. He broke him out. Where's Mike Norvell? And so I found Mike Norvell standing at the goal line watching the whole scene. Oh, pissed off, I hope. I don't know, man. I can't speak to what his mindset was, but he was he watched. He didn't go in the locker room. He watched that scene play out. And if I'm him, I'm like, man, man, that's not cool. That's not I what think, we do. I think the counter to that is these kids have grown up watching NFL players exchange jerseys. I get it. Russell I understand. Wilson did it last night. After leaving that team, he's exchanging jerseys with, with Metcalf after Metcalf just lost to him. Or no, after he just lost to Metcalf. Yeah. But, you know, that's just, I think that's just. Yeah, that's guys that make like, $250 million. So to me, that's a little different. I just, th- I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just think you want to get to a program where that's not 
I want to stomp cool. that ass and jog off the field not talking right? to anybody. Yes, there you go. And, and yell at Brownlee on the way out. Well, and here's the only thing with, with Brownlee's deal. I do actually think th- this relationship plays a part in this game. Brownlee is uber-aggressive. We know this about him. He's really physical, especially in the run game. He's overly emotional. At times, I thought that plagued his game. He got too emotional. My guess is you can do a lot with that. Uh, Any sort of double move, I think, is going to work. First of all, he's not a great cover corner. He's a physical presence. He is violent when he tackles. That's what I loved about him, by the way. He wasn't afraid to come up against the run as a corner and really lay it to you. But he's not great down the field, and, and I to, think he's going to be emotional. Here. You have to take advantage of his aggr- aggression yes. and his emotions, which are going to be – I mean, he Sky plays high. at that level anyway. Right, right. Certainly in this To situation. a fault, yeah. he plays at that level. I think that they have a chance to take advantage of something there. We'll, we'll see. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. I need to make mention of the fact that the... Uh Subscription is still just a buck, guys. How much? It's just a buck. It's a buck. For the year. For the for entire the freaking year. year. I did a show for Nebraska last night, guys, where they, they went to giving out the year for $10. They've moved it to $10. I said, that's not what we're doing. We're sticking with a buck right now because we love our people. Well, they got coaching hot boards to sell at this they point. They got crazy coaching hot boards to sell. Yeah, the Urban at the top of the hot board? No, it was funny. Uh, a lot of folks, rightfully, I was proud of the, the Husker faithful. They came on, and uh, most people in the chat said, uh, screw that guy. He's uh, a piece of garbage. <laughs> and I said, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yep. Let's move it along. There are other coaches. You, know, <laughs> you don't have to look for that guy. I think he finally, that's just a, a line that was crossed eventually. It took long enough. but Not for Fox, though. Oh God, no, no. Well, anyway, Spe- speaking of though, man, I've got a dilemma. I, especially since Florida State doesn't play on Saturdays anymore, mm. so I'm, I'm ready for that Saturday. So game, game day, it just sucks. Game day suck. Game day, college game day sucks now. And I it's, can't believe you watch it. It's well. Here's the thing, man. There were parts of it Tradition. that I thought were redeeming, 
But now those, there's not really anymore. It just sucks. But I don't want to watch Urban. I won't watch Urban. So what, what am I supposed to do with my pre I want to ask football? you. Jeff, you need to start a pre-game day. Ten to, we, another I can only show. do so many shows. Another show buddy. for you. I can you. only do so many yeah. shows. 10 to 12. I will tell you that I'm there's a chance that I will be talking about a new show that I'm hosting for uh, for our employers at On3 here there you soon. Go. And it's going to be a Sunday morning show. Okay, well, you just do a Sunday and a Saturday But I'm not going to do a Saturday and Sunday morning I mean, show. Guys. it's just one more day. <laughs> I mean, but think just, about it. You do all the other days with a Y. Yeah. So yeah, Saturdays. Yeah, might as well. Just do every be, single uh, day. I'll be the celebrity guest picker. Uh, I'll, I can put on a hat. Just give me a crazy hat. I'll wear it. I'll do anything. So um, here's my question for, for you um, as, as far as – College game day, because I don't disagree with you. I have found myself disappointed, even though I like certain aspects of the show. On the whole, as I like to say, it is, it is, it is failing. Are you as sad as I am that they continue to try to roll Lee out there? So here, here's where I'm at with that. Okay? It hurts my because, heart because right. I want to protect him. I, this comes from a good place. It, and so here's the thing. So about, I don't know, a year or so after the stroke, or whenever he came back from his stroke, yeah, yeah. I tweeted something about it, and one of our listeners, a guy named Andrew, a uh, good guy lives up in New York. He was at the guy, the yeah, meet yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in New Orleans. Good, really good guy. And he made the point. He's like, "Hey, man, how about like being impressed or or appreciating the fact that he is not giving up and that he's he's working through I this do. I and do. that ESPN supporting him and that is all great." And by the way, Herb Street does a oh, great job of protecting and trying to help him. And, and you see him totally different when he's in studio. Yes. Like when they have him at home, that does not work. It doesn't work at all. But if he's sitting next to Kirk, he's got a shot. Um, <laughs> So it's, but it's, it's getting to be a challenging, it's been to be it just, it's, I, there's a, there's a line. I mean, this is true of anybody we love or anybody we right. care about. Like you, you want to protect them. And uh, I mean, there's going to be a time where we're not going to be very good at, at this job, right. whatever it happens. I get all of that. But I, I think at some point that loyalty begins to cross over into mockery in a way, even if that's not the intention. And it really he bothers was, me watching the it. last couple of years. He was having some, some more good moments. And it seems like there's been less good moments, yeah, which is yeah. unfortunate. But yeah, the show the in show general itself. sucks. According to you, you just don't like anything you're seeing on that show. It's awful. Do they still have Rinaldi? Is Rinaldi no, still? man, he's he on left. the Fox show. He took off. Oh, that's right. Sorry, he took off a while. I literally but... haven't watched it since. Uh... You never watched it in the first place. I don't. Well, you're busy Netflixing whatever you do. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep off my Friday That's night. True. I mean, like real, like real adults. <laughs> I'm not getting up at 9 a.m. to watch uh, Herb Street and Desmond Howard. Real quick, Z Chan chimed back in with another five bucks for uh, uh, hold Mike Norvell not only holding players accountable, yeah. but also holding attempting to elevate our journalists. Shout out to Ira for responding. I did want to just kind of mention that because so yeah, people watch the Mike Norvell interviews after practice yesterday. He kind of mockingly scolded us because we didn't have a lot of questions the media contingent and uh, i did have another question it's there's a weird the part of the challenge with those media scrums is don't like ask everything you want to ask rapid fire you want to like yeah, be considered yeah, other people have their chance yeah. yeah and so it was just kind of like there was a lull where nobody said anything so norvell was like that's it you guys don't have any questions and he and he kind of but he was kidding with us and but i did have another question so he he well, you, you usually have a lot of questions. Oh, I got that's I, you're loaded I've, for questions, buddy. I've yeah. told them before, man. If you, yeah, I'll, I'll, come up I'll keep coming up with questions. I'll, yeah, I may hit on something here. May, yeah. They may not be any good, but I will keep asking questions. You're gonna keep talking. You're gonna keep talking until Derek drags them away. Yes, I lay back in the cut. I'm, I'm less interested. If I have a pressing question, I'll ask him. But I like to see his reactions to your all's question. I was waiting on Corey, and he came strong right after the game in New Orleans there with the question about the pitch. 
That was your yeah. first question. I was like, oh, there my you only, go. I think it was my only Yeah, question. I think it was too. And that's I like the look on his face as well. About. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, uh, Ian noted that Lou Holtz was an example of when it's time to retire. Correct, correct. That, that yeah. went on for too long too. It can, it happens. Plus, he was not really lovable. That's the thing with, with Corso is he is lovable and you want him, you know, you want to take care of him. You, you do. He's our Lee Corso. Well, and the whole he's the football. country's yes. Lee Corso. Yeah, yeah, he was. By the way, there will never be a greater moment on College Game Day than when, when Bill Murray yeah. picked him up and repeatedly slammed him on the set. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not like Corso was old then. That yeah, was and we were all going, ago. "Oh no!" But yeah. it was great. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. That was nine years ago. Time College Game Day moment. Yeah, uh, and it was a long time ago. It's uh, a long time ago now. I want us to be. I'm not concerned. But having the ability to announce that college game day is on their way to Tallahassee Dude, just only to because be, of what it represents. Just to be in the conversation. Yes. I mean, just the fact that Florida State's now 26th in one of the polls. If you can win this game, you're going to be ranked. I'm telling you. This it has is, been so freaking long. We're close, guys, to playing really important, high-profile games where the buzz of college football includes Florida State for a particular weekend. Like, right now, it doesn't. The local fan base is excited. Any Seminole listening anywhere in the country right now is excited about some of the promise they see from their team. But I assure you nationally, Florida State is still asleep in the woods to most people. They don't know if they should have to worry about them, lock the gates or anything just yet. Have we checked? Is there still a pulse? Is Florida State out there still? Do we, do What's we... going on? <laughs> but if the Knolls win Friday night, and they get back to playing some Saturday games, which would be nice. Yeah, be I never great. thought I'd miss Saturday games as much as I currently am. I'm tired of this mix and match Friday, Sunday nonsense. Let's go. Um, and so it is that you win this game immediately. Now, I know BC will still just be, well, Florida State's favored to beat BC, but we'll get a mention because I think we're probably on the verge of being ranked. You win that game, you're definitely playing a ranked game against Wake Forest. And good God, man, you can win that game, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, all of a sudden – get really pumped up about the possibility of Clemson to come into town with college game day here like the olden days. Well, and the point that Corey wrote about, and I think we all felt this way. I know Tom mentioned it on uh, the JCS, the Wildly Popular yeah. Jeff Cameron show yesterday. Thank you, sir. That as we all watched games on Saturday, because Florida State wasn't playing, we are all watching these teams, and every game you watch, you think, yeah, Florida State can play with them. Florida State can play with them. Yeah. Florida State can play with them. Yeah. That's what Saturday was. Saturday was us sitting around going, Florida State could beat that team. They could lose to that team, but they could beat that team and that team and that team. Yeah, it was. And you, it was haven't, nuts. you haven't felt that way. And a lot of it, look, man, give Jordan Travis credit. A lot of it's because of him. Yeah. They haven't had good quarterback play since Jameis. I believe uh, most of it is because of him. Right. I, I did not think. Now, again, I need him to go and play well again in this game. He can be the better quarterback in this game. If he plays well, as long as he doesn't do anything really poorly, Florida State should win the game. The offense won't be the reason Florida State loses this game. Yeah, and you if you win the quarterback battle, you're, you're going to win the game almost certainly. I don't see how you could lose if Travis outplays uh, Cunningham. But, yeah, going back to the overall point, that's why I love the playoff uh, that's coming hopefully sooner rather than later. Because, look, man, who, I don't know who's ranked 12th in the country right now. I don't, and I don't really – I mean, I do care if Florida State wins this game. But even if they don't, I don't know how far Florida State is from battling for the number 12 spot in the country. I don't think they're that far no. away. Because I look around the country, and like we said, I mean, Georgia's looked great. USC has looked great. Other than that – I don't know who you look at and say, my God, Florida State would have no chance on the field with those guys. Now, obviously, they're not going to beat Alabama if they played Alabama, but Alabama has an all-world quarterback. The 12th ranked they barely team, beat Texas. The 12th-ranked team in the country is BYU. 
You can hang with BYU. I, I believe think, they could. I think so. I think you can hang with BYU. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can see, you can see the progress that Florida State's making, and it's also like the rest of the pack, other than like Georgia, Ohio State, uh, are, are coming back to you because it's college football in 2022, man. It's it's almost like the NFL, where the NFL you could be, I don't know, man, six and eleven one year, and then the number two seed in your co- division, the next or your conference the next year in the playoffs. That's how it works with the portal. With parity, um, with that, with every, with NIL, I guess, with everything that's happening, there's no excuse. There, uh, not a, no excuse. There's no reason Florida State can't be in the conversation when the playoffs co- come around to to be one of those playoff teams. Well, they, you, they just there isn't. The next step is the consistency, but they've shown right. they can do it. They've shown that they yeah. have that ability. They don't have to play above their heads to play with any of those teams. It's going to be very important uh, that they go play well in this game, win this football game, put themselves in a position to matter, and then continue to further with the confidence that they can go out and win some meaningful games. I mean, again, this Louisville team is no great shakes. You win this game, this is sort of just like another on the checklist of things that you should do as an improving program, as a program that its players now believe. You've opened up more of your offense because your quarterback has taken a step forward as well. I need Mike Norvell and Adam Fuller to continue to take steps forward here as well. They're, they are on proving grounds right now, too. If they're coached well, this team comes into the game prepared, ready to play a football game that they can win, takes care of business, and heads on home. I had another epiphany today at practice, Corey. You'll appreciate oh, I can't this wait. one. I can't wait to hear it. So a year ago, around this time, maybe a, a year and a couple weeks ago, we were thinking and hoping that Andrew Parchment could kind of be the savior for that receiving core. Mm. Would he... Get on the how much would he get on the field in twenty twenty two? Not a whole bunch. Not, he didn't get on the field a ton. Yeah, in well, yeah, he, he, <laughs> but that was a lot of times other reasons. But my point is that was he was the hope for that receiving core. And now think of I mean so it's we a give, good thing to ponder. give Jordan Travis the credit. But man, they the, what they've done with the roster, especially that position, is part of it also. Similar headlines hour number two fourth coming. Coming, we'll get to uh, headliner questions. Then stay with us. 